We get it. You're busy. You don't have time to waste on the mainstream media. That's why Salem News Channel is here. We have hosts worth watching, actually discussing the topics that matter. Andrew Wilkow, Dinesh D'Souza, Brandon Tatum, and more. Open debate and free speech you won't find anywhere else. We're not like the other guys. We're Salem News Channel. Watch anytime on any screen for free 24-7 at snc.tv. And on Local Now, Channel 525. Welcome to Ask the Governor with Governor Sarah Huckabee Sanders, sponsored by Americans for Prosperity. AFP Arkansas works to create a society where more decisions are being made by you than for you. Learn more at AmericansForProsperity.org. Now, here's your host, Dave Ellswick. Well, we're finally here. I've been talking about this now for several days. I'm excited. And uh, other, another radio station I used to be at, we started this when I uh, came to uh, Little Rock, and we began it with a governor by the name of Mike Huckabee. This is kind of exciting for you. I mean, you get to carry on the tradition now, Governor. I hope it's exciting. Let's decide after it's all over if we uh, – we'll see. You know, my dad's uh, life and first career was in radio, so he set the bar pretty high. But I'm going to do my best to keep up with you today, Dave. Well, I'm going to tell you what. He did a fantastic job when he was governor, when he came on the air. He was really good. Now, I wasn't the – I was not the uh, the host at that time. Bob Steele was. Yeah. He was when it sat in and – and talk to the governor. All right, so I've got a series of questions that people have set in, and like I said, I've I've tet, I've t- I've sat down and reconstructed some of them a little bit, just so maybe three questions we can ask one question and cover three different topics at once. So I got all those together. If you would like to call in and talk to the governor, the uh, phone lines are going to be open to you. They are one five zero one eight two three. Zero nine six five one 1-501-823-0965. Now, the Dave Ellswick warning. You will always be respectful. If you're not respectful, I have a special button on my phone that has an X on it. And I can immediately drop you from existence. You it, And it will be like you didn't even exist. Dave, how do I get one of those in my office? Is that uh, <laughs> something that you could help set me up with? Or I, no? I, can, I can send over an engineer, and I'm sure that they can <laughs> fix that up for you and take care of it. But uh, we can make it. You, you'll be talking. I'll hit that button, and it, it makes you a non-entity at that point. Just know that. So be respectful. Ask your question. We'll let you go at that point and listen on the radio for your answer. So that's the best way that uh, we like to do this. So with that, let's go ahead and start. You ready? I'm ready. Okay. What is the most misinformation being put out about the LEARNS Act? Well, I think there's a lot of misinformation. I also have uh, Secretary Jacob Oliva here with me this morning, and I'll ask him to jump in and uh, add some thoughts as well. But I think one of the biggest things is that this is not a piece of legislation that supports our public schools. Nothing could be further from the truth. This is one of the biggest investments that we have made in public education in the state in decades, raising our teacher pay, going from 48th in the country to the top five overnight, really empowering our parents, providing more resources and training uh, and bonus structure for our, our teachers. 
allowing parents to make the best decision possible for their kids. Look, I'm a mom. I have three kids. I know that all three of my kids need different things. And making sure that I can put them in an environment where they're going to learn best, that is something I should be able to do. And that's one of the things that the LEARNS Act does. Uh, This is a great thing for our state. This will help give every child in the state of Arkansas the opportunity uh, to have a quality education, the opportunity to be put on a path to success. One of the things I'm most proud of and one of the things that I think is probably one of the areas that gets left out of the conversation a lot is the intense focus that we have on literacy in the LEARNS Act. We know that if a child is not reading by the time they hit the third grade, that is a make or break moment for so many of our students. And too many kids in Arkansas are not hitting that basic benchmark. Only about 35% of Arkansas third graders are reading at or above a third grade reading level. If they don't hit that by the third grade, That means that they're falling behind for the rest of their educational career. And that's something that we can't allow to happen. And so the intense focus that we have on literacy, I think, is one of the most critical and important parts of the legislation that, frankly, isn't being talked about enough. Uh, There's a lot of misinformation out there, but I think one of the biggest things is that this is not legislation that really empowers and helps our students. And at the end of the day, that's the goal, and I think that we're going to be able to deliver on that, and people are going to see the real impact of that very quickly all right anything from you mr secretary sir good morning dave Thanks, good morning uh, good for having good me to look show. at you face to face we've talked several times it's great to uh, be here in person in the studio and if, if i was to add to some of the sentiments that governor San- sanders has stated uh, w- once the learns bill was signed into law we made a commitment to the legislature and to the school districts and into the state to um Make sure that everybody has a deep understanding of what the LEARNS bill does and what it doesn't do. And uh, when you talk about kind of misinformation or misconceptions, I, I visited with just about every single superintendent in their educational co-op. There's, there's about 15 educational co-ops throughout the state. We met with all the leaders in uh, each one of those co-ops. And I think the number one concern that superintendents had when we first came in and said, okay, let's talk about unpacking everything that's in the LEARNS bill and LEARNS initiative is, all of this sounds great, but how are we going to pay for it? If, if mm-hmm. we got to pay for this out of our school district budget, you're going to bankrupt all of our districts, and you're going to force small districts to consolidate. There's no way we can implement any of this without uh, having major financial stress and, and undue burden on, on uh, tight budgets as they already are. So once we explain how the budget process works, how the funding initiatives work, how the school district's funding that they historically receive is going to be made whole and the initiatives to raise teacher salaries was coming from a separate allocation from a legislative request, it set a lot of minds at ease and it kind of changed the narrative or the mindset of, okay, we can do this. There's a lot of good in this initiative. And and uh, we, we get that the goal is not to force all districts to go bankrupt, but to actually improve learning and see better student outcomes. And uh, there's just definitely a sigh of relief. And I, I would say as, as being on the ground, that's probably the biggest concern that school leaders had was how is the sustainability of funding going to work? And once we were able to roll that out and explain uh, how this investment in education is historic but needed, uh, it set a lot of minds at ease. Okay, now as far as... Right now we got the matrix that's out there for public education. Is that going to change? Is that something that you're going to bring together the legislature and say, it's up to you guys to do this the right way? 
at, at this point, all of the money that a school currently receives, they still will receive. They're just getting a lot more additional funding on top of that um, in order to cover teacher salary increases. That is all being covered by the state. That's That burden, as the secretary mentioned, is not being placed on the individual districts, um, as well as investing in uh, other teacher incentives, teachers that are willing to go into uh, harder areas and difficult subject matters to recruit teachers into. There are bonus incentives for those things as well. All of that also covered by the state. Uh, the literacy coaches that we are hiring, all paid for by the state, but deployed into districts. And so um, currently the structure for funding will still continue and those schools will still receive uh, the same kind of foundation funding that they get right now. They're just going to get more money on top of it. Okay. Sounds great to me. So why do the teachers union and the progressives fight so hard against the LEARNS Act? You know, I, I think there are probably uh, a lot of reasons. Some of that you'll have to ask them. I will never uh, begin to say that I understand the mind of some of the progressives in the state. Um, anybody that would fight against bettering our students, I'm not going to understand that. I, I just can't wrap my mind around why doing things that will help the long-term future of kids in our state is something that people want to fight against. But I think anytime you have this type of change, people are going to be nervous, they're going to be apprehensive, because it's different. And when you have significant change that happens, uh, people kind of get comfortable in the ways that they are, and they don't always love change. They may say that they want something different, but when you actually deliver it, uh, you're going to feel some of that resistance. And so certainly there's some pushback. I also think that there are, uh, by and large, and I think the secretary should weigh in because he did travel around to these co-ops uh, all over the state. But we've done a number of town halls where we have met with teachers and superintendents and parents, and the support is vast. Uh, I campaigned on LEARNS for over two years, talked about every single day what we wanted to see happen, and I won with a historic margin. Mm -hmm. So the idea that uh, there is not broad support for this out there is frankly just false. Uh, there's a, an old saying that we, we use in our family a lot, just because some people eat their soup louder doesn't mean it tastes better. And <laughs> Uh, I think that's what we have happening in Arkansas right now. Just because there are a handful of people that are very vocally uh, speaking out against LEARNS, they don't represent the vast majority of our state. The vast majority of our state, not only did they want LEARNS, but frankly they demanded it by voting for me to become governor because I made clear that this would be my number one priority. This is what it would look like. And we went out and we did it and we delivered. And I think people are going to be very happy uh, to see the results of what's going to come through the Arkansas Learns legislation. Mr. Secretary, you, fa you faced this in Florida. Now you're facing it in Arkansas. What's going on about this? Well, I, I think sometimes when you challenge the status quo it makes people uncomfortable and we, we have to face the reality U u.s news and world's reports recently came out with a ranking and i'm not saying it's the best best methodology for how you rank states by any means but it looks like everything from early learning k-12 and post-secondary it ranks all the states 1 to 50 arkansas came out 43rd if anybody wants to stand and to fight that the system that we have right now is the best opportunity for students and families in this state I've struggled with that, and 
Uh, interestingly enough, as I talk at, at workshops and educators and administrators, and I ask people, what do you think Arkansas ranked on U.S. World News and World Reports? I hear people all, everywhere I go, 45, 48, 47. And I've even told people, well, Arkansas ranked 43rd. And sometimes I get their response. They're like, wow, I'm surprised we ranked that high. Why is everybody settling for failure? And mm-hmm. that's where I struggle. If people are coming out in great opposition, they're fighting for a system that is broken, that is fragmented, and not good for students. So when you take uh, a great initiative that Governor Sanders has put in place, working with the legislator, says, we're not going to focus on a broken system anymore. We're not going to maintain the status quo. This is going to be all about students and prioritizing what students' needs. It's, it's disruptive, and sometimes people struggle with change, but it's a necessary change that we know is going to lead to better outcomes. Uh, Dave, if I could jump in. You know, one of the things we talked a lot, too, on the campaign is that I love Arkansas, but I'm tired of us competing, like the secretary said, at the very bottom. I'm tired of competing to be 43rd when I know that we have the ability and the capacity to be in the top five. But we have to go out and make changes to move ourselves up. And the idea that people would fight to stay at the bottom is beyond my comprehension and something that I think is a total disservice to the students of Arkansas and not something that we're going to sit back and allow to happen. All right. We're underway. It's Ask the Governor here on uh, your radio station. We're glad to have you along, and uh, we'll have more questions in a moment. But first, our first break. You have issues that you care deeply about, maybe now more than ever. It feels like a lot is at stake. Believe in Arkansas is the podcast for Americans for Prosperity Arkansas with the specific intention of helping you advocate for issues you believe in. Parent empowerment and their children's education, health care, economic freedom, lower taxes, less regulation, freedoms of speech and religion, criminal justice reform, inflation, crime rates. Most Ryan Norris will bring you interviews about government issues that affect your daily life. Thank you very much for listening here at Believe in Arkansas. We believe that free people are capable of extraordinary things. Search Believe in Arkansas on Spotify or Google Podcasts. Subscribe and arm yourself with the facts. Americans for Prosperity Arkansas is a nonpartisan, nonprofit public policy organization of citizens activists. Believe in AR.com. Believe in Arkansas on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Free people are capable of extraordinary things. Okay, we got back to uh, more questions questions we got good questions that first segment was really good a lot of great answers to that uh, to those two questions so governor let's move on to the third will the learns act have a negative effect on rural schools absolutely not if anything uh, this will empower a lot of the rural schools by helping retain and recruit some of the best teachers around by jumping up the teacher pay. That certainly helps impact a lot of the rural schools, probably as much as uh, any of the bigger districts. It would certainly impact a a great deal. But one example, and I think this is a really important one, um, as soon as the Learns Act went into effect, uh, just about a month ago, uh, one of the districts here in the state, the Marvel Lane District, which was uh, headed for closure, frankly, headed uh, to shut down, was actually saved by the Learns Act. And because of this legislation, has the opportunity to stay open and continue to service the students in that area. None of that would have been possible without the Learns Act. So if anything, I think it is helping uh, 
provide more resources and provide, I, I think, a, a greater path forward for a lot of the rural districts. Uh, Secretary Oliva was in the room when they announced that the Marvel Elaine district was going to be able to continue to keep its doors open, and people were cheering, clapping, cl- crying because of the excitement of being able to keep that open, and none of that would have been possible without LEARNS. And uh, I think looking for those types of moments to be able to talk about that are often uh, left out of the conversation because uh, that's not necessarily what our friends in the media always want to cover are the good parts that are already happening because of this piece of legislation. And I can also add um, how this is actually a really large investment in small and rural districts. When when you look at what's the greatest indicator of uh, increasing outcomes and student performance, the data and research is really clear. It's the teacher standing in front of that room. And early in uh, Governor Sanders' tenure, uh, as we were working on taking the blueprint of LEARNS and drafting policy to be implemented in law, we went to some of our small rural areas and had roundtable discussions with leaders, uh, legislators, uh, superintendents, principals in some of the in some of the delta and some of the regions that really have a hard time recruiting, re, re, uh, retaining, and recognizing high quality teachers. So investing in raising teacher salaries is going to be a big deal for those school districts to be able to recruit. And one of the realities that we heard pretty loud and clear is a a lot of families may not be moving to some of these regions in the state, and they identified that we really need to grow our own talent. And one of the pieces of learns that I think is really exciting that often doesn't get talked about is that if, if we can start identifying students while they're in high school that want to become teachers and commit to coming back and teaching in the in the neighborhoods that they grew up in and that their families grew up in and multiple generations of, uh, of children went to the same schools, if they commit to coming back and teaching in those hard-to-staff areas, they can get their tuition paid for, all of their books reimbursed so that we can invest wow. and grow our own talent right there within those communities. That's a significant investment in saying that these communities matter and we're going to tackle on some of the challenges that you face head-on and uh, start putting the, the right pieces of policy in place to support just those initiatives. All right. Phone number is one five zero one eight two three zero nine six five. Let's uh, talk to Jim. He's calling from Jasper, and uh, Jim, you're up here on uh, Ask the Governor. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Dave. I I just want to ask. You know, this all just seems to be a bunch of just arguments about technicalities and all of this of, of what the legislature did and how they voted. And I, and I just wanted to hear from the governor, maybe why. Why don't we just pass, you know, why, don't, why don't they just have a special session and just just pass it again and just get this all over with and let's just let's just move forward because I think it's clear that the people support it and the legislature overwhelmingly supports it and, and and it seems like maybe we could just do that and just just get this up so I'll I'll hang up and listen thank you all right thank you for your call we appreciate it let's move on go ahead governor well thank you jim for calling in and uh jasper i think is one of the great little hidden gems of our state so uh love being able to come up there one of the most beautiful parts of arkansas so uh, we'll come visit you sometime soon but you know i think one of the big pieces of this argument is that 
the legislature perfectly followed procedure in the Constitution. Um, certainly, we could go into a special session, but feel very confident uh, in our ability to win um, because it was all done correctly. Not only was it done correctly, this is the exact same procedure that was used for close to 300 other pieces of legislation this session alone and thousands of other pieces of legislation going back over decades uh, by both Democrats and Republicans. This is the same process that has always been followed in Arkansas state legislature, um, and we feel very confident that the court is going to uphold that you know, the idea that you have a handful of people that want to play political games with kids' futures, I think is appalling. Um, and frankly, it's ridiculous. And so we need to fight back and we need to let people know that this was done correctly and appropriately. If we have to go into a special session, that's certainly an option. But I feel confident uh, that we are on the right side of this and we'll continue to move forward, uh, letting the attorney general fight this battle in the court and uh, I'm thankful that we have a, a I like to call him a bulldog of an attorney general who uh, is not going to stop until uh, we win and I feel very good about this direction and continuing on this path. All right, phone number again one five zero one eight two three zero nine six five. if you have a question for the governor dealing with the Learns Act or the Secretary of Education here's your opportunity uh, to ask those questions now. Phone lines are open at this moment. We'll get you immediately set up and ready to go. So explain how the LEARNS Act is going to allow parents to help special needs uh, students. I, I think that, you know, one of the pieces of this legislation that is uh, so critical but also, I, I think, frankly, really special is the idea that it empowers parents to decide where their child can best be educated, whether that's the public school in their neighborhood, which most likely will be the case for many Arkansas families. It may be another public school in their area, a private school, a charter school, a parochial school, or homeschool. This allows parents, particularly those who may have a student or a child with uh, different needs that their local school may not be able to provide it allows them to find a place that can meet their students needs and by opening up those opportunities we're giving kids a chance to learn how they best uh, can be successful and I, I think it's a unbelievably critical part of this legislation and one of the things that I think will truly transform the lives of students across the t state, particularly those who may need a different and special type of attention. All right. Mr. Secretary, I know this is near and dear to your heart. Yes, as a, as a former special education, education teacher, uh, working with special needs students is something that I always have a soft spot in my in my heart and, and making sure that we can support families. But as far as empowering parents, if, if there's one thing that we know uh, when supporting uh, a wide range of needs that certain students and families may have uh, across the spectrum is that oftentimes anytime uh, a student is identified, maybe it's being development and delayed or, or having other uh, kind of growth continuums along the spectrum, is that early identification and early intervention is paramount to getting the student the support they need so that they can be successful in a general education setting. And one of the pieces that learns uh, that we don't often talk about is it's taking a, 
a fragmented, uncoordinated early learning environment and unifying all of those programs under one agency. Right now, depending on who funds the program determines which agency or which division oversees that program. And everybody has different criteria. Everybody has different roles. And I've talked to families as even as, as, uh, as early as this week that, that have told me firsthand that, that they really struggled. They knew that their child needed help. They, they were one or two years old, and they weren't communicating like all the other kids in the nursery, and they did not know where to go. They could not find help, and they know that we need to do a better job getting this system coordinated, and that's something that we're definitely prioritizing so we can make sure parents have access to the resources that they need. All right, we need to take a break. We'll do that, then we'll come back, and we'll talk further about special needs students and take more of your questions. If you have one, you can call in right now, one 521 This is Ask the Governor. All right, stand by. Here we go. We'll talk. We can talk. We'll talk about Governor Huckabee and his passion for radio. Maybe yeah. we can do that on another show. All right, we've got plenty of calls now, so let's, uh, let's head out to Russellville. Price is there. Price, you're up on uh, Ask the Governor. Hey, this is Pierce. Um, I've just got one question about pay raises. So if the left is so determined to get pay raise, teacher pay raises passed, you know, they ran a bill to do that. Why do you think they're fighting against learn so hard? You know, thanks so much, Pierce, for your call. I I think one of the reasons, and we talked about this a minute ago, so I don't want to sound too much like a broken record, but, you know, anytime you are bringing about this level of change, you're going to have some resistance. Uh, The idea, though, that some people would want to fight to keep Arkansas at the bottom uh, is is beyond my comprehension. But I I think that people want to protect the status quo. They want to protect where they are comfortable. And that's not why I ran for governor. I ran so that we could, frankly, Uh, change the status quo, break the system, and do something that actually helps our students. And that's exactly what we are going to get through the LEARNS legislation is seeing our students uh, empowered, seeing our parents have the ability to make better decisions about how to educate their kids, and also rewarding the hardworking teachers that we have that step into the classroom every single day. Uh, there are going to always be the haters uh, that fight us, fight against us, but I, I feel very confident uh, in the level of support as we've traveled around the state, and frankly, as I campaigned on this issue and, and, and won, uh, talking specifically about what we wanted to do in education, that 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 group is not representing the vast majority of Arkansans. And uh, we're thankful for people like you who are supportive, and we're going to continue fighting to make sure every kid in Arkansas has access to a quality education and that our teachers are rewarded with that higher pay. All right, let's move on. We've got uh, Pete from my hometown in Cabot. Hi, Pete. How are you? Ask the governor your question. You there, Pete? Go ahead. Yeah. Can can more schools be established like the Kip schools in Helena West Helena? You wanna repeat that again? Can more schools be established like the Kip schools in Helena West Helena? Okay. Well let's turn that over to the Secretary of Education. He'll answer that one. Sure. So when when you're talking about empowering parents and giving them choices. I always like to say there there is uh, value in making sure the neighborhood district school 
is the best option for most families. And that's often time where students uh, have friends with each other. They know each other from the neighborhood. Sometimes uh, many generations, that's where their parents went to school. We want to make sure that they're performing at the highest levels. But the reality is is a, a one-stop shop approach for every student and family doesn't meet the needs of everyone. So we need to uh, create choice opportunities for families, whether that's through um, scholarships, whether that's through charter uh, authorizers uh, opportunities or even virtual programs. There, there's a, a wider range of opportunities and different ways to meet students' needs. So expanding charter opportunities in, in uh, some of our more rural areas is something that we, we'd like to consider and, and look at in the future because we want to make sure that those parents have choice opportunities as well but that they have high-quality choice opportunities. We don't want to just have choice for the sake of choice. We want to have choice because it's meeting the needs of students and families. All right, let's move to uh, Conway. Charles is with us. Charles, you're on uh, Ask the Governor. Your question. Yeah, I I just want to say thank you guys for taking questions. It's awesome. Uh, My dad was a teacher for about 40 years and a veteran, uh, but my mom taught Head Start. Uh, for several years as well, and I, I know a lot of teachers, and they're in favor of this, and they're in favor of the raises and the Learns Act, and what it's doing for children in Arkansas. But I guess my question is, why do we only hear the opposite? Like in, like Little Rock, you know, Arkansas Democrat, just a lot of articles. Like, why do we only hear that when it's like? I know it may seem anecdotal that I know a bunch of teachers, but like I just it seems the consensus is that they're in favor. That most teachers are in favor of this. Charles, I think it's because you're not listening to enough of Dave Ellswick's show because he has certainly been uh, saying the opposite. You know, look, we've we've never pretended that uh, the media is going to always tell our story the way we want it to be told. And that's one of the reasons it's important for us to do things like we're doing this morning, taking time to answer questions from people across the state. And the secretary and I have been doing town halls all over Arkansas to do exactly that, to help get that message out, uh, to talk about the pros uh, of LEARNS and to answer questions that people have and clear up any confusion. We're going to continue doing that. I know we're going to be down in El Dorado tonight uh, answering questions, talking about the LEARNS legislation. And so we'll continue telling our story. I think uh, we may need to send you some news feeds, though, that you can listen to and read and watch a little bit more. Uh, so that you're getting the full picture. I, I, I do think that we are going to do everything we can to keep getting the message out. And I think if people like you, Charles, can also help put that message out there, I think it's really important for people to hear from teachers and hear from people in their own community uh, that there is a lot of support for this. And we appreciate you calling in and certainly appreciate uh all of your family members who have served either in the classroom or served our country. So thank you for uh, calling in, and thank you for your family and service to our state. All right, 1-501-823-0965. That is the phone number. If you have a question for here on Ask the Governor, we're talking about the LEARNS Act today. We have uh, gone specifically into that topic in some future shows we may kind of have a wide open Downey Brook and let everybody call in and just ask questions. But right now, Learns Act is uh, on the front burner. Also, if you want to uh, write in your questions in the in the future, remember it's uh, 1011FM, theanswer.com. Uh, the governor's picture is up in the left-hand corner. 
If you'll just click on that button, you can uh, write down your question, and we'll get it, and we'll make sure that it's asked uh, during the show. we got about five minutes to our next break, which is our final one. If you're wanting to get into the show and talk to the governor or get a question to the governor, do it now because we got plenty of written-in questions. So let's do one more of them before we go to our final break. Uh, I've heard the delay... Uh, in uh, starting the LEARNS Act will have an impact on raises and other changes that the Act uh, is uh, wanting to deal with. How is that going to cause problems? Uh, Well, we're hopeful that it doesn't, and uh, certainly hopeful that the Supreme Court here in Arkansas will act quickly and certainly uh, expect them to act in our favor. But as of right now, because of the lawsuit that's been filed, uh, learns is on hold. That means teacher pay raises are on hold. That means uh, the school safety trainings that would be going on right now uh, across the state are on hold. Maternity leave that would be offered to teachers uh, would be on hold. Um, all of the various things that would help allow parents to uh, decide a different pathway for their student through education freedom accounts, those are on hold. Uh, literacy coaches and our ability to hire and bring them in and deploy them to districts to help students, that's on hold. And so actually helping students uh, and changing the status quo and moving Arkansas uh, from the bottom to the top through this legislation is on hold, but I'm very hopeful and confident that the Supreme Court will act quickly and act in our favor so that we can see this go into effect uh, to its full capacity and really start making a difference in students' lives. Well, on top of everything Governor Sanders mentioned is the rulemaking process, which is a priority for us as well as as, as we move through the, the next phase of implementation for LEARNS, we committed to being clear and transparent. We put out a call statewide for people to volunteer their time to engage in the rulemaking process. Had over 1,300 people sign up to do just that. Wow. They, most of that work is going to be engaged through the summer, especially if they're an educator. This is the time that they can have a seat at the table. And now that we've had to delay all the meetings for the rulemaking process, it actually shrinks the window of time to be clear and transparent, which people are arguing for, saying we want to have a seat at the table, we want to have a voice. We're just closing the window to engage stakeholders in a relevant manner. So um, the, the timelines for implementation are going to happen. All this is doing is just uh, delaying the inevitable, and the work is going to continue at some point. I mean, that's the big point here. This is inevitable. August 1st, it's going to happen whether they like it or not, correct? Correct. I mean, this is going into effect one way or the other. The only thing it's doing is slowing down our ability to actually help students and teachers across the state. Okay. And that's something to keep in mind. All right. One of the big questions that came in was, why is it taking three years to roll the program completely out? Well, and I'll I'll let the secretary jump in, but we wanted to phase in the education freedom accounts, uh, prioritizing the students that are most in need, uh, whether they're, um, you know, a foster family or in a failing school, letting those students um, that are most in need to have uh, transfer power um, at the top of the line. However, we don't want to rush the system quickly. We want to make sure that 
uh, we are prepared to process students um, as well as the department to be able to make this transition and prepare and to do that in an effective way and make sure that um, everything is done correctly and properly and not to have a mad rush. And so doing that over time allows us to do that and do it right instead of just doing it fast, but also still prioritizing those students that are most in need for that change. All right. Mr. Secretary. Well, and it's a well-thought-out strategy, and uh, there's very – very uh, comprehensive different sections towards implementation and we want to be clear and transparent and be methodical as we move forward to make sure we get it right we have to implement this bill with fidelity if we're going to get the outcomes that we know that it's going to bring sometimes it requires procurement sometimes it requires role notice making we don't want to rush through this process we want to take our time and we're going to hit milestones all along the way as we're making uh, monumental shifts in how we're going to support students in, in the state of Arkansas, and uh, it, it's a thought-out strategy that we know as we hit those milestones along the way, we're going to see the outcomes and get those wins. All right. We've got to get a break in. When we come back, we have several phone calls that we're going to go to. We still have a few questions that people have sent in. Uh, if you have a question that you want to ask the governor, now's the time to call, and I hope to get to you, but I can't promise it, one 823 This is Ask the Governor. You have issues that you care deeply about, maybe now more than ever. It feels like a lot is at stake. Believe in Arkansas is the podcast for Americans for Prosperity Arkansas with the specific intention of helping you advocate for issues you believe in. Parent empowerment and their children's education, health care, economic freedom, lower taxes, less regulation, freedoms of speech and religion, criminal justice reform, inflation, crime rates. Most Ryan Norris will bring you interviews about government issues that have affect your daily life. Thank you very much for listening here at Believe in Arkansas. We believe that free people are capable of extraordinary things. Search Believe in Arkansas on Spotify or Google Podcasts. Subscribe and arm yourself with the facts. Americans for Prosperity Arkansas is a nonpartisan, nonprofit, public policy organization of citizens activists. Believe in AR.com. Believe in Arkansas on Spotify and Google Podcasts. Free people are capable of extraordinary things. All right, final segment for for our inaugural voyage of Ask the Governor. And, uh, of course, uh, Governor Huckabee Sanders is sitting right across from me. The uh, Secretary of Education, Jacob Oliva, is in the studio as well. They're taking your calls. We're finishing up the questions. But let's go back to the phones. And uh, let's see who we got. we got John in Conway. Hey, John. Welcome to, to Ask the good Governor. Morning, good morning, Governor. Good morning, Secretary. Uh, good morning, Mr. Oliva. My question is this. I want to know how you guys think that the Arkansas Learns Act will affect positively um, homeschool communities in Arkansas. Good question. Enjoy your answer. Great. Well, thanks, John, for calling in. I I think one of the things that certainly helps the homeschool community um, is that they have the ability to opt in to the uh, school choice education freedom accounts. Certainly not mandated and not required that they participate, but if a family that is homeschooling would like to be part of Uh, the education freedom accounts and take advantage of that they certainly can Um, they would have to agree to some of the state standardized testing that would be agreed upon 
However, they can participate in the program if they choose to do that, which would open up some funding for curriculum that they may have to purchase or things that are specific to uh, the homeschool education program that they are running there and so that would help I think a lot of families to take advantage of that option if it's the best way for their kid to learn is by doing that at home which for many kids and many families across the state it is and this would open up some of that funding so that they would be able to do that if they chose to do so. Okay. And and I'd also add that um, as we're looking at empowering parents there's some parents that know that homeschool is probably the best choice for for their child to meet their needs and that's a big commitment on a family when they participate in homeschooling and as governor Sedner said as as we start phasing in some of the components of the learns act they would there would be an opportunity for those parents to apply to be a part of the education freedom accounts but one of those kind of misinformation things that we talked about earlier is and i always want to make it clear is that there's going to be accountability for those families to make sure that when they participate that the dollars that they're allocated to go to approved vendors for just those exact supplies. There are not going to be any direct payments to families. There's a huge uh, misconception that parents can pull their kids out of school, sign up for homeschooling, and start getting a government check. Mm -hmm. That is not going to happen. We're not going to approve for somebody to buy a PlayStation and say that's educationally appropriate. That's why it takes time. We talked about why does it take time because it's going to take us time to narrow down all those rules to get this right because if somebody thinks they can sign up for this program and commit fraud, we're going to have the ability to go back after these families and recoup any investment that's not being handled accordingly. Good. Excellent. All right, let's take Seth. He's in Little Rock. Seth, you're up here on Ask the Governor. Good morning, Governor, Mr. Secretary, Davo. Good to be with y'all. Governor, a lot of folks, and by a lot of folks, I mean protectors of the status quo, say that uh, Learns was a total surprise to them, that they had no idea what to expect your bold reforms in education would be. Having worked, of course, for the state party and in conjunction with your campaign, I know that's just sort of laughable on its face. That For the better part of a year, we talked about parental choice in education, the money following the students. What is your message to people that say, this hasn't been thought out or hasn't been planned or has been slammed together when in fact we know that the truth is there's a lot of support for this all around the state in every corner you just sometimes have to get outside a little rock (laughs) absolutely thank you seth for calling in and and for uh, certainly for your comments and help in the process anybody that says that this was a surprise simply wasn't paying attention because not only did we spend two years i did over a hundred public events i traveled to all 75 counties during the campaign where i did events and talked specifically about education being my number one priority in that first session and how we were going to focus on that we talked about what the priorities were going to be literacy empowerment accountability career readiness school safety expanding access to broadband for every family and student across the state these were all things that we talked about i also spent uh, half a million dollars on tv advertising on this message alone so anybody that was caught off guard was either not paying attention or maybe they just moved here i don't know but it seems almost impossible to say that they were surprised by this piece of legislation and what our priorities were going to be coming into office and and not only that i campaigned on it and i won which means that there was broad support for this type of 
breaking of the status quo, changing of the system, because it's frankly what the people of our state demanded, and it's what the legislature and I worked very hard to deliver. And this wasn't a rushed process. We spent months traveling the state, talking to stakeholders, meeting with teachers, with superintendents, with the legislature, and crafting this piece of legislation that, at the end of the day, would empower students and take Arkansas to the top instead of fighting to keep us at the bottom. I'm incredibly proud of the hard work of so many people who came together and helped make this legislation possible, uh, particularly our leadership in the legislature and our bill sponsors in the legislature who spent countless hours working to deliver, I think, the most historic and what will be one of the most transformational pieces of legislation our state has ever seen. I think I don't think the surprise is about the components of learns. I think the surprise is that we're actually doing it and we're not going to maintain the status quo and we're not going to accept mediocrity. And nobody's been bold enough to to lead that charge. And uh, we're, we're going to set a new expectation of how we're going to improve schools. Ms. Governor, you know what I'm going to be happy not to have to say anymore? Thank God for Mississippi. (laughs) Exactly. You know, I don't ever want our state to have to apologize for what our ranking is. We should be incredibly proud because we know that we have some of the best teachers, the best students, the best parents anywhere in the country right here in our backyard we just need to help provide better opportunities so they can be successful and i'm confident that that's exactly what the learns legislation does and that we are going to make a generational impact on our state and we're going to see arkansas competing for first and second instead of 48th and 49th moving forward i got one last question you have 30 seconds on it all right a time limit yeah your thoughts about the ballot initiative You know, I I think that it is a, uh, you know, futile effort. And another place where I think that the Supreme Court should certainly rule in our favor, the idea that you would have uh, the length and the complexity that they're trying to include in a ballot initiative, there is no way to me that that is sustainable uh, or viable moving forward. And we're going to continue to push forward and make sure that Arkansas Learns goes into effect so that we can help students. And with that, that's the first edition of Ask the Governor. And we appreciate you being with us and hope you'll be with us the next time that the governor comes on and uh, is very transparent and takes your questions one-on-one right here on the radio. Have a great day.